I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Folks, our educational series right now is called Performance Base Layer. That is you building your base layer of great health so that you can show up in any arena that is important to you. But one of the tools that we use to help amplify the results of that journey, to enable you to get specific, to help you get measurable results for all of the effort that you put in across your training, your habits, and more, is Inside Tracker. We leverage it at Purple Patch so that we can get really precise with the areas that each athlete wants to focus on. And you can leverage the same insights as well. By taking a look inside and measuring biometrics and then combining it with the advice across all of the aspects of longevity and performance that are appropriate, you can gain insights and recommendations to leverage your performance journey. It's all peer-reviewed and it all comes on a lovely dashboard that's very, very simple to follow to put your action plan in place. All you need to do is head to insidetracker.com slash purplepatch. That's insidetracker.com slash purplepatch. And use a sneaky code, purplepatchpro20. You get 20% off everything at the store. All right, today we are talking about my favorite. Yes, it is recovery, the fourth in our series on the performance baseline. Enjoy the show. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And it is, ladies and gentlemen, the fourth pillar today. You know, I love all my children, but I have to say this one is my favorite. Yes, we are discussing recovery. Welcome to the fourth in our series entitled Your Performance Base Layer. Whether you are seeking a pathway to improve your health span in life, wanting to show up your very best version of yourself across any endeavor, or chasing a breakthrough performance in triathlon or marathon racing, where you are best served when you focus on your personal well-being. When you establish a base layer, to help you perform. Now we kicked things off a few weeks ago now with the endurance pillar. We then dug into lifting heavy things, focusing around strength training. And last week it was all around the nutrition pillar, including of course, hydration and fueling across exercise. But now today we dig into recovery. It's all in today's show. We've finished the pillars, and then next week it is the cap in the series, the final element in our five-part series, where we're going to focus on a great one, the traits and habits that make up a high-performance mindset. How to take the theory that we talk about over these last three or four weeks and now get applied to optimize effectiveness. But before we dig into recovery today, we are going to do some newsings. Yes, Barry, folks, it is Matt's Newsings. And last week, you know what I did? Right at the top of the show, I made a little sneaky last-ditch effort. I snuck in to tell you about a very special Black Friday deal that we ran. And it was all about a whole month of Purple Patch training free, as well as a personal one-to-one consultation with a Purple Patch coach if you decided to commit to 2024 with us, the year of transformation across the Purple Patch Tri-Squad. Now that deal, I'm afraid to say, is officially over. I asked the team and they confirmed it. It is shut, nailed shut. But guess what? I'm the one in charge. And so let me tell you, if you decide that you do wanna get involved, and you want to save more than $250, all you have to do is email the team, info at purplepatchfitness.com. But what you need to do is you need to let them know that I sent you, okay? Now I promise we are gonna honor this deal until the holidays. And so you can still get involved. It's madness, call it whatever you want, Cyber Monday, all of the things. It is gonna be a year of transformation up front 
we're going to throw in a month of free training plus a one-to-one consultation with the Purple Patch Coach to get you all planned up and ensure that you are on the right personal track. It's also a perfect holiday gift if you want to see a friend or a family member or your partner, a loved one, invest in their performance journey. You can reach out and you're absolutely rightfully and okay to gift this to a loved one or friend. Now, I want to add one thing about TriSquad, a perspective that might help you understand and appreciate the value and the power of this thing. You can choose to go out and hire yourself an individual coach. And if you're lucky, you're going to get all of their expertise, and that's fantastic. But when you become a part of the TriSquad team, you actually get my expertise. But beyond that, you get much, much more. Because the ultimate power of this thing isn't me with my big ego telling you everything that I know. You get a team of coaches that are invested in your journey, educating, guiding, and coaching you. The Purple Patch team is incredibly strong. In fact, it's very difficult to become a Purple Patch coach. We don't add to the team on a whim. We have a deeply trusted team, each of them who have been with us for a very long time. And they include experts in each of the disciplines in sport, as well as strength and conditioning. And that whole Purple Patch team, and we operate as a team, is supported by not just myself, but also Dylan Sorensen. Who is Dylan, you ask? Well, Dylan, not so long ago, departed his role as the famed head coach of the University of North Carolina cross-country and track teams. Yes, that cross-country and track team that was fifth in the nation. And he joined Purple Patch just three months ago and now helps me manage and organize, support and educate our coaching team. But in addition to all of us super fueling your journey, you also have access to an array of world-class experts to support and educate you along your journey. The team from Fuel In who are offering live free educational sessions reserved just for you, Purple Patch athletes. Ivan O'Gorman and his team of renowned bike fitters that you have on speed dial. Andy Blow and his team at Precision Fuel and Hydration engaged in helping you dial in your fueling and hydration. The Sports Medicine Institute, those same very people that were the athletic trainers for the San Francisco 49ers, the Stanford sports teams, helping you as a resource around your strength and conditioning and injury management and a highly respected physical therapist Renee Songa to support you across that whole arena as well. It is a whole team driving you forward in your corner across your performance journey. It's no wonder that we say that Purple Patch Coaching is about more than just the workouts. Do you get the picture yet? If you join the Purple Patch Coaching Individual Program, you work directly with one of our coaches, but you're still fueled by the team. You're supported by all of the experts. And if you join TriSquad, you have the full access to that whole team as well. And so if you're interested, info at purplepatchfitness.com. Reach out to us, let them know, let them know that I sent you, we'll set up a free consultation. It's gonna be a fantastic year ahead. We're gonna have a lot of fun most importantly, but we want you to show up, not just to achieve the results in your sport. We want more than that. We want you to show up in life, in any arena, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. Barry, that's the Matt's Newsings. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna talk about recovery. It is the meat and potatoes. Yes, folks, the meat and potatoes. I've got to tell you, it doesn't make great TV and it ain't a compelling movie if you spend 50% of the screen time showing a warrior taking a nap or sleeping, an athlete that's just getting to bed early at night, or digging into your most popular Strava workouts that are just recovery, decompression, soul-filling. And yet those elements are as important as the hard graft, the challenging work, the epic workouts. It's the other side of the seesaw. It's 50-50. You have to work your tail off, but you've got to be a ninja of recovery. But what does recovery even mean? How should you view it? 
How should you embrace its concepts? With it so much against the grain of how most of us view the importance of hard work, isn't it just mere laziness? Why don't we dig in today? As with our initial shows in the performance series, we're going to first discuss recovery and sleep as it relates to life performance, because that's our base layer. And that's the name that I provide to the most broad lens of performance, whether it's you investing in your future self and the quality of the life of your years that you have ahead of you, or it's you ensuring that you show up every single day your very best, bring in your best self. And then we're just going to briefly at the end narrow our focus and discuss a few concepts that are particularly relevant to athletes. Now, it's well-trodden ground, recovery with athletics. But I've got some important additions to today when you think about things as an athlete in recovery. So stay tuned to the end if you are chasing athletic performance. But first, we're going to start with this big thing called life. Let me first say something that should ground us and help us frame taking it easy, embracing sleep, prioritizing recovery. In anything that you're hoping to achieve in life, in any arena, success, results, only come with a tremendous amount of hard work. And that hard work consistently applied over a long time. If you want to transform your performance in anything, the results typically won't be quick. Your journey will not be easy. And we're not trying to make it easier. Okay, that's not our quest here. You can be assured that the journey is going to include numerous setbacks, even failures. You're going to get knocked back on your heels. Your confidence might even take a knock. You should expect adversity, high stress, massive demands. To achieve, you're going to need to be committed, tough, resilient. That's the truth. If you want to be the very best leader, if you want to start your own business, let's say you want to start a coffee shop, if you want it to be great, you're going to have to work hard. If you want to show up and be a wonderful parent, if you want to excel at your role at work or maybe rise in the ranks of an organization, if you want to become great at playing a musical instrument, if you want to learn a language, if you want to excel in athletics and sport, it doesn't matter. There is no one that is going to do it for you. It's freaking hard and it's going to be down to you. That's the ultimate truth. At the end of the day, there's no sugarcoating. If you want to perform in anything, you need to show up consistently and you need to do it. And you better be ready for some hard labor. That's what success emerges from. And yet, in the most defining aspect of the highest performers across any of those arenas that I talk about, the most defining component that separates them into greatness is how well they recover. That's pretty different, yeah? I just talked about toughness, hard work, commitment, adversity, barging through, power. And yet, the thing that separates the great from the good is how well they recover. And that's the truth of it. Recovery is the performance catalyst for all of that hard work, for all of your toughness, your commitment. When you cast a net, it's seldom that the difference maker is he or she who is toughest. Folks that achieve sustained high performance are all tough. They're all committed. The difference maker is whether they know and actually action recovery. Let's do a case study. Now, this is going to be one of my imaginary case studies, but it helps paint the picture and it's important. Now, I've spoken about this before, but let's imagine that you find yourself in a discussion with an Olympic hopeful an athlete who is fully committed to inking their tattoo of the Olympic rings. The only question is, where are they going to put it? The ankle, the small of the back, the shoulder, the chest, who knows? But they are on a quest following their qualification. 
And when you ask them about their regime, they talk about the hours that they train, some of the epic workouts that they do. But, but then they say, you know what, beyond that, it's all pretty simple. I don't really focus on the other side of things. And you find out that their nutrition is pretty spotty at best. And they just happen to love nightclubs and television. So typically they stay up late at night. They compromise sleep. They don't really spend much time embracing the various modalities that might accelerate and improve their recovery. They just show up every day and work their tail off. And I bet if you're having this conversation and you listen to their mindset and their approach, you would probably assume that their chances of making the Olympic team and getting that illustrious tattoo are well, compromised. But now let's imagine a man called Jack. You can call him whatever you want. He's not a real person, but he's an executive. And let's imagine that Jack has a family with two kids, an incredibly demanding job that includes travel. He has to manage an array of competing demands. And also, he needs to lead his team that he's responsible for. And beyond that, he needs capacity, a reservoir, not just to execute his role, but also to think strategically and to respond to unexpected situations, little mini crises that always show up. And through all of it, he needs to be a positive leader, a mentor to his direct reports. And after that, he needs to be able to go home and be positive and engaged as a devoted father and husband. Do you think that his demands and responsibilities don't need him to perform at a high level? What does good look like for Jack, ideally? Well, what he really needs is sustained high energy. If he's going to bring his best, yeah, he needs to have sustained high energy. And his responsibilities, his role, demand that he has great cognitive function. He's got to be able to make clear decisions. He's got to think straight on the fly. He's got to process information. And on top of it, he needs to have a physiological reservoir to respond to the unexpected because there is a lot of unexpected in Jack's life. Energy, capacity, cognitive function. And they don't occur, emerge for Jack due to random events. The only way for Jack to achieve these predictably and consistently is through a strategic approach to some critical performance habits. And that includes smart recovery, period. Okay, period. This isn't a sales pitch to you. This is a truth. Peer-reviewed backed, by the way, 15 to 20 years of observation working with some of the highest achievers in sport and business. This is a universal truth for all of us. No matter what we chase throughout our life, sport, work, hobbies, family, sustained high performance doesn't come for free. The good news is we can all achieve it. And yes, it's tough. It's up to us. But we need to embrace recovery as well as high commitment. And so let's break down recovery. Proper recovery is simply put a performance accelerant. Now I should frame my lens on recovery. After all, the nickname that I was given was the recovery coach. That's what I became known for back in the days when I was building one of the most successful pro squads in the history of the sport. I became known as the recovery coach because I embraced recovery and encouraged my athletes to do the same on an equal footing and value as the very hard work that was a prerequisite. And that was against the grain of the norms at the time. Nowadays, of course, people would think you were crazy if you didn't have that perspective. Although still, as we're going to find out, we still have a challenge really embracing it. And so, yes, it's a performance accelerant. But I think there are multiple layers to this. On one axis, there's a timeline. And that's integrated recovery that are just going to facilitate day-to-day -day high performance and adaptations. So these are more your habits. And then we have a continuum 
where we have all the way at the other end some strategic integrated recovery blocks to allow deep rejuvenation. The way we might think about that is recovery occurs on a daily basis. I'm always cleaning the kitchen, I'm always making my bed. And then occasionally we have a really deep clean. In life, that might be complete breaks away, whether it's a vacation, even for some people, a sabbatical that enables rejuvenation mentally and physically to help us performing over the arc of time very, very well. On the opposing axis, we have what recovery actually delivers, and that's mental well-being and freshness, high cognitive function, energy and stress management, muscular and tissue health, and a robust hormonal profile enabling us to show up. And when you successfully integrate recovery into your life, both habitually and strategically at the other end, what occurs is you start to build a reservoir of better health. You're more battle ready to meet the demands of the day to day and you develop the capacity to meet additional stresses when they come like a tidal wave washing over you. And this is important. Now in an athletic sense, I tend to break recovery down into three buckets, but we can apply that to life performance as well. The first is sport and training recovery. In other words, how you integrate recovery into your exercise program and your strength and movement. And that is gonna be very important to you. Then we think about lifestyle recovery. That tends to be aspects of recovery when we think about sleep and rejuvenation, naps, nutrition, hydration, potentially meditation for some of you folks. And finally, we have another category of recovery, which is modalities, which put coarsely is everything you can be sold. Massage, stretching, theraguns, cold plunges, saunas, and more. And so those are my big buckets, the way that I think about it. And what I'm gonna do is apply these buckets very simply to your life performance, okay? Now this might sound like an obvious question, but before we just dig into lifestyle recovery, sports recovery, modalities, etc., let me first ask you, why is recovery and sleep so important to you? When you're listening today, why am I so passionate you can feel it, yeah? You can feel it in my voice. I'm, I'm on it today. I'm ready for it. But why is it so important? Well, we should all acknowledge the focus of rejuvenation. And most of us would agree, yeah, okay, sleep, it's a good thing. I know it's good for me. I can only assume that most people don't actually understand why it's important. Do you know why I say this? because the vast majority of people believe it's important, but fail to actually prioritize and action it in life. Most people don't commit to proper sleep, don't allow themselves deep rejuvenation. For most people, and I mean most, proper recovery and sleep is the very first thing that is compromised. And so I thought, let's do some quick hits what does proper recovery and sleep give to you as it relates to life performance? Well, it turns out quite a bit. Number one, you are an adaptation machine. From all the stresses that you have to navigate in life, you will either develop resiliency or you will weaken. Your only pathway to develop positive adaptations is by successfully integrating recovery and sleep because that is when all positive adaptations occur. If your stresses accumulate without adequate sleep and recovery, you will maladapt. So in other words, there will be negative implications on your health, your risk of disease, your daily energy, and on your body and daily function. And so, are you moving your performance needle into the positive and the negative? Simply put, recovery and sleep is the answer to that question. It's gonna be the catalyst of pushing it one way or the other. Evolve or die, you never stay still. 
Secondly, proper recovery, embracing it, is a catalyst to improve your cognitive function. How well you can focus, process information, make clear decisions, access long and short-term memory. You can only optimize this when you are properly recovering. Without downtime and quality of sleep, you will be compromised. Therefore, you will be performance limited. It's pretty staggering when you think about it. It's black and white, by the way. There's no faking this. There's no hacking this. If you're not successfully taking enough rejuvenation and you're not prioritizing sleep, you are performance limited when it comes to cognitive function. All of the peer-reviewed research shows that. Number three, with proper recovery and sleep, you would develop a more robust immune system. Exercise and nutritional habits also insist in this, but exercise and eating will have limited positive impact without proper sleep and downtime. So if you want to develop a strong immune system, prioritize recovery and sleep. Number four, sleep is your number one opportunity, your best route to process and manage elevated stress hormones, particularly cortisol. And high cortisol is related and associated with mental, physical and environmental stresses that we all face in life. And so the dishwasher component of that is downtime, is sleep, is rest. And finally, your sleep and recovery is the very path where you maximize your returns, AKA your physiological adaptations from the exercise that you do, boosting your fitness, your strength, your power, and more. All of those components, think about those things. How could you ever expect to show up your very best if you consistently compromise on the practices of recovery? Now this is where things get important because I'm asking you to embrace and prioritize sleep and recovery. But I wanna be clear here, what I'm not asking you to do is to do less. I hate the phrase, less is more. It's not, okay? Prioritizing sleep and recovery is a pathway for you to do more, to unlock capacity to enable you to be more effective, to achieve more. You are going to do more things effectively. So you are going to become more productive. You're going to waste less time. You're going to optimize your engagement. Recovery makes you smarter. It makes you stronger. It makes you healthier. It makes you smile more. That's cute, isn't it? And so why don't we integrate recovery into how we operate? Big picture, there is no better way for you to boost your productivity long-term in any project, any endeavor, than periodically shutting it down, walking away from the problem, turning your back on it, sport, a craft product, leading a business, giving yourself periodically space. Shut it down, just like sports performance. If you want to build sustainable high performance, we flourish when we occasionally back off and take a break. Even me here at Purple Patch. And you think you can't turn it off? Well, for long-term sustained high performance, you can't afford not to in any arena. Research proves it. We've observed it for more than 15 years, a complete performance reset. That's why a week holiday at the beach should aim to be include absolutely minimal engagement in the workplace. Staying tethered mentally and practically to the office, even though it might be thousands of miles away, is not going to allow deep rejuvenation. It's not going to allow you to actually build up and restore your mental and physical fortitude. And I would say that is one of perhaps the peril of the new connected world. If you tell me, look, I've been away and I travel extensively, but the truth is it's been more than five years since I've taken a proper vacation. I just assume that you're leaving life performance on the table because simmering underneath all of that hard work that you put in, all of your commitment is an erosion 
of sustained high performance. You are limiting yourself. But outside of me today being a little provocative and perhaps shifting your perspective, I can't really help you action that today. So I'm not going to talk about the long term. Instead, what I'm going to do quite briefly is giving you a few habits that you can integrate once you finish listening to this show. Some recovery practices, okay, that's going to foster optimal recovery. And I'm going to keep it under three umbrellas, sport, life, modalities. Now, I'm not going to reveal all today because, look, I've got to hold some back to my folks that I work with on a day-to-day basis. But let me give you a few to at least get you going. Let's talk about sport first. Okay, as a time-starved, busy person, I'm going to highlight a few key aspects as it relates to your sport or your exercise. Number one key and supporting workouts. No matter whether you're just moving from sedentary to consistent exercise or you're training for an Ironman, across six or seven days a week, three, four, five of them should include exercise that is not that demanding. It shouldn't be that challenging. And in fact, two of the days of your exercise should be under the banner of what I like to say decompression. So don't view all of your exercise as it being hard. Success in exercise is not bashing your head against the wall every day. At least a couple of the days, it should be therapeutic, soul-filling, decompression, circulating blood at an elevated rate to help you flush the toxins of life. That's not very scientific, but you get the picture there, yeah? That's going to help elevate the performance when you do turn it up, when you're going to engage in some proper resistance training that we should all be doing, and some of that high-intensity exercise that are very important that are going to drive your performance needle. But having a hierarchy in harder sessions and easier sessions, A workouts and B workouts, key sessions and supporting workouts, are going to facilitate recovery embedded on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis. Really important for you. It's going to elevate your performance. Yes, movement can be and should be recovery. Two, three, four days of every single week. A second thing under movement that we're going to talk about is post-dinner. You have your big meal of the day, go for a walk after dinner. There is a tremendous amount of emotional and physical benefits to this, including, by the way, management of your insulin levels, key to your metabolic health. But I would argue that to foster better recovery and improve your opportunity for greater sleep at night, going for a walk after dinner is a great habit. And optimally, you would do it outside And yes, you can walk in the snow and the rain. Just bundle up, please, my precious. And even better if it's social. Go and do it with someone. A lot of fun. It's really good. Get a buddy, your partner. Make it a habit. It's helpful. That's what I'm going to tell you under the sports banner. Of course, there's much more to it. But under life performance, if you just integrate those couple of things, it's going to help you. Let's think about life performance. Because this is where the real power is. Sleep. There's whole podcast episodes on sleep. So, and we've done it and we will do more of it. And so I'm not going to dig into too many details. But I should say, at least give you a couple of elements here. Firstly, we care about quantity and quality. Those are the two factors when we think about sleep. So there are a couple of things that we can talk about optimizing sleep, and I'm not going to give it all away today, but I'll give you a couple. To foster improvement in sleep quality, go to bed the same time every night, give or take. That's a really good habit, and it sets the system up on that rhythm, circadian rhythm, and that's going to really help you. Secondly, don't eat too close to bedtime. Try and have your last major meal two to three hours before bed. As we like to say at Purple Patch, kitchen closes right around 7 p.m. Going to bed, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., restore, get all the way through. 
I don't think you need me to tell you, get it at least seven hours every night. That should be the habit. Sometimes you're gonna have pretty poor quality sleep. Sometimes you're gonna have less sleep. But over a habitual component, over the long term, that's what we want to net out to. Now there's a lot more in sleep and we can go through sleep hygiene, but I'm not gonna do it today. I just wanna prioritize that sleep quality is as important as sleep quantity. Now there's something else that you can integrate in your lifestyle recovery as well, that we should all be doing if we care about being our best. Performance resets in the middle of the day, aka little naps. These are grossly underutilized and undervalued, but they are direct and I mean a direct line performance catalyst. And on top of it, contrary to your belief, they're going to improve the quality of your sleep at night. Now what I'm asking for here is 10, 12, 15 minutes. No more, okay? Find a quiet space, no screens, shut your eyes, rest and rejuvenate. You might fall asleep, you might not. But what you're gonna enjoy is a spike of growth hormone, greater adaptations, and a boost in productivity for the next four to five hours. And this is peer reviewed. So think about that, an investment of 10 to 15 minutes that is gonna directly improve your energy, your cognitive function, and everything that you bring, your engagement, to the next four to five hours of your work or whatever you're engaged in. Why would you not engage in that? Oh, I don't have time for that. It's not appropriate. You know what? Go and hide in the cubicles. 10 to 15 minutes max. That's all you need to do. All right. What about nutrition? Well, we just did a whole episode on this. So I'm not going to dig into nutrition too much outside of a reminder. Post-workout protein. Really important. Brings down cortisol, facilitates adaptations, boosts recovery. Super, hydration, you might remember from last week, two to three liters of fluids across the day, boosting your immune system, boosting your productivity and cognitive function. Kick it off right when you wake up, when you've been dehydrated from that good quality of sleep you've had, get in a liter of fluids to kick it off. Really, really good stuff. If you're interested in digging into some key habits that are gonna facilitate recovery and amplify performance, go back to last week's show. So we're not gonna dig into that too much today. But I do want to address one more thing in a lifestyle recovery. And this is one that many of the folks that I work with do embrace, and it is potent. Meditation. Peer review. This has gone from woo-woo back in the day to now an accepted performance enhancer. And it is a key component to it. Very individual in option, but a practice of meditation will improve and assist with your mindset, control and stress reduction. Okay, now this is more than just downloading an app. Okay, you don't wanna download that app where that guy whispers in your ear and he sounds a lot like me, it's just a smarter version. No, don't just follow Simon, that's great, but to be really effective, this should truly become a practice. Now we won't talk about meditation, although as I talk about this in today's show, I do feel that we should probably get an expert in on meditation and talk about it on this show, because I think it is a powerful performance catalyst and it's a good practice to engage in if you're so inclined. So that's the bucket or the category of lifestyle. Now, what else is there? Well, it turns out there's quite a bit. There's a lot of other options to facilitate recovery. But this becomes an important part of the show here because only if you absolutely master and nail some of the habits around your exercise and movement and you prioritize and action really good quality of sleep, great habits in hydration, great habits across nutrition, and you get those sustainably up there and you boost your platform of health, it is from that base that you can consider actually integrating other stuff. And so if you are integrating all the habits that I've talked about so far, you've got your building blocks. And it is only then that you should even begin to worry yourself about the aspects around the modalities. So what are the modalities, you ask? 
cold plunges, heat such as sauna and hot tubs, body work and massage, theraguns, stretching. All good. There's nothing wrong with them. Let's take cold plunges, for example. They feel good. They wake you up. They give you a dopamine hit. Yes, there is a hormonal boost. But by the way, there's a hormonal boost with exercise and funny movies as well. Okay, they're not the game changer. They're just simply not. They're things that you can choose to add on with no compromise. And many people report feeling good. And there is some science behind it. But that doesn't make you a recovery machine. That's something that you add on top of really good sleep, really good nutrition, really good hydration, etc. What about heat, sauna, hot tubs? Same thing, great. Boosts a little bit of your blood volume. Facilitates relaxation, a little bit of stress management. But just because you hop in the hot tub doesn't make you a recovery machine. Body work and massage, fantastic. Really good stuff. You lie down for an hour. That's really great. Some mental rejuvenation and some tissue help. But it's not a cover-up of really poor habits in the other areas. In other words, across anything that falls under the category of modalities, and then knock yourself out, utilize it, none of it's going to hurt. But they are not your building blocks of performance. And if you get anything out of today, get that. Okay, sport, lifestyle, the king's ransom of stuff. And then the modalities, do it if you want. It's not a game changer. Even though they can sell stuff, even you get all those quacks and the longevity experts saying, oh, cold plunge, that's the catalyst. No, it's a nice to have, but it's built on top of positive habits. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your performance baseline. And it sounds like a lot. But let me simplify it for you. Number one, step away from the demands of work and life occasionally to rejuvenate. And leaders lead in this area. Set up a performance culture without expectation of your employees having 24-7 access, where you're always on. When you're on vacation, you need to stay tethered. No, allow, encourage a reset. Set up communication standards and expectations. Encourage people to rest because you're going to reap the rewards. Not just your employees will be happier and more committed, but they're going to be more productive. And so, stepping away, number one. Number two, make sleep a priority and follow through on it. Don't just say, yeah, it's important. Live it. Eat well. Eat plenty. Don't forget to hydrate. And proudly take a mini rest every single lunchtime. Embrace a little bit of walking, and then if you master those, go and hop in a cold plunge. Enjoy a sauna or hot tub, if it makes you happy. There's nothing wrong with it, it's great. And how many people can master that? Well, right now I see about 10% of people mastering it. 10%, 90% of us have room to grow. Think about it as a growth opportunity. That is good news because we can all get better. All right, so then very briefly, what about athletes? You're an endurance athlete. Well, all of your recovery practices are built on top of this performance baseline. And we've got a few nuances that I think are worthy talking about today. First, in an athletic sense, off-season. Because at the time of this recording, that's where the majority of our athletes are, quote, off-season. Off-season has an incredibly important role in your longitudinal long-term recovery, okay? Folks fall into the binary trap of thinking that an athlete's life is always on. You're either a serious athlete or you're not. And a point of confusion of this, I think, comes out of the word that I always talk about as a powerful word in performance evolution, consistency. That's a magic word, and it is, it's a powerful word. But too many people join the wrong dots here and think that what consistency means is that you're all in all the time. That's not the case. I'll give you an example. Right now, purple patch athletes are in the middle of a most critical training phase that we call off-season. Okay, now I often label this as the most important block of work to predict performance breakthroughs in athletes for the year ahead. 
And it is a block of work where we're looking to build a foundation of tissue resiliency to upgrade their skills and to boost their high end. So some high intensity training here. But it's also a phase of training that allows rejuvenation. And so in order to facilitate that, training load should be less. You should actually be doing less work. You should have greater capacity to reset emotionally. And that is in a critical part of then being able to, quote, turn up the volume, turn up the training load in the following months after off-season. And it's a hugely important component. And so right now, even though just this morning, as I record this, we did some very high-intensity training on the bike, generally, there shouldn't really be an overload in fatigue right now. It's the reverse. The rhythm of training right now should enable us to refresh to heal, to repair, to freshen up mentally and physically. You are recharging and fully restoring your physical, mental, hormonal capacity. And you do it for months. Over the course of a 12-month year, you're going to be always on structure, always consistent. But one quarter of that, three months, are specific around preparing the body to train, and rejuvenating hand in hand, and that's off season. And I say this, but I can't tell you how many athletes just cut structure completely and go random, go rogue at this most critical phase, and how many others more just completely ignore it and keep plowing on, driving forward, churning out fatigue enduring work. And both sets of those athletes are busy embracing performance sabotage. Recovery has meaning, guys. It's a performance catalyst, remember. So off-season, you've got to nail it. You've got to stay structured, but you've got to rejuvenate at the same time. Now, beyond that 10,000-foot lens, on the day-to-day and week-to-week, remember that we categorize recovery into three main categories, sports, life, modalities. So let's just flush over them because we already talked about it in life performance for the most part. In sport, the key aspects, you want to ensure two main things. Number one, to facilitate consistency of effective training, you need to ensure that each week is structured in key and supporting workouts. And in the recovery lens, those athletes that do great in the key workouts and ultimately achieve better performance are the ones that can embrace the low intensity stuff. Two to four days, of really low stress training over the course of any week amplifies your performance levels in those key workouts. That's what recovery looks like in sport. Secondly, you want to ensure that every 10 to 14 days, you've got a couple of days, maybe three days, for some athletes, four days of consistent low stress intensity or training in a row. Really important. And then finally, as I just talked about, absolutely nail your off season. Without going rogue, don't go random. That's all I'm going to talk about with sport. What about life? Well, nutrition, huge aspect. We discussed it last week. Go back and listen, but absolutely critical. It is the catalyst for your recovery as it relates to sport. Sleep and naps, meditation, we just talked about it. Incredibly performance. And one important, and one more that I'm going to add for athletes. And it does extend to broader life. Be social. Engage. Recovery amplifies with connectivity to others. It's important. So if you're flying solo, I would shift the lens. I would embrace training with others. So what about modalities? The truth is, it's just like life. You're not recovering properly just because you foam roll or stretch, or cold plunge. In fact, for an athlete, you need to be, particularly for an endurance athlete, really cognizant and cautious with modalities. And so aspects such as stretching, theragun, cold plunges, we've got to ensure that you don't A, create an injury, or B, limit your physiological adaptations. Let me dig in. Many athletes, as you are layering on high training load, 
that is, of course, going to induce some fatigue, you want to get ahead of injuries. But at the very first signal of tightness, maybe your hamstring's just tugging a little bit, or your Achilles is feeling a little bit tight, many athletes think, I need to fix this. And they get out their little vibrating gun and they hammer away at that hamstring or Achilles. And they get their thumbs and they dig in and they stretch and they stretch and they end up accidentally creating so much trauma that that little spasm, that little tightness becomes an injury. And so we want to be very, very cautious at the over-application of modalities, particularly around where the symptoms are. Because 99 times out of 100, if your hamstring's tight, that's where you're feeling it, but it's originating from somewhere up the chain or maybe lower down the chain. Maybe it's your low back being tight, your shoulders from too much time on a bicycle, in a car, at a desk, whatever it might be. And so don't just hammer modalities, stretching, your thumbs, foam rolling, etc., on the symptoms. You want to be cautious. And then second to that, is the modalities around compromising your adaptations. We create trauma through training. That creates inflammation. And it is through that inflammatory process that the body yields adaptations with rest. But if we jump into a cold plunge immediately following every single workout, it reduces the inflammation and therefore impairs the body's ability to adapt. And so you work hard, you suffer, you get ready to adapt, and then you put something in the way. Cold plunging, ice baths, etc. Just allow the body to breathe and build your recovery more on post-workout fueling, giving it enough daily calories, prioritizing sleep and rejuvenation, your performance resets in the middle of the day, keep it simple, keep it boring, that's what the adaptations are there. And that's what your building blocks of recovery are. And so if you are gonna introduce modalities, it's incremental and you need to understand how they work and when you should apply them without compromising your adaptations and without amplifying your risk of further injury. And consider that then, you empowered to embrace recovery. And so now folks, over the course of four shows, we've gone through each one of our pillars, endurance, strength, nutrition, and everything that falls under it, and now today, recovery. Next week, we close our series out, and it's gonna be my favorite, the high performance mindset building the right mindset, strategies, and habits for you to become highly effective across any arena. This is where we're going to separate the wheat from the chaff. Have a great week. See you next time. Guys, thanks so much for joining and thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the new format. You can never miss an episode by simply subscribing. Head to the Purple Patch channel of YouTube and you will find it there and you could subscribe. Of course, I'd like to ask you if you will subscribe. Also, share it with your friends. And it's really helpful if you leave a nice positive review in the comments. Now, any questions that you have, let me know. Feel free to add a comment and I will try my best to respond and support you on your performance journey. And in fact, as we commence this video podcast experience, if you have any feedback at all, as mentioned earlier in the show, we would love your help in helping us to improve. Simply email us at info at purplepatchfitness.com or leave it in the comments of the show at the Purple Patch page and we will get you dialed in. We'd love constructive feedback. We are in a growth mindset, as we like to call it. And so feel free to share with your friends. But as I said, let's build this together. Let's make it something special. It's really fun. We're really trying hard to make it a special experience. And we want to welcome you into the Purple Patch community. With that, I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy. Have fun. Keep smiling, doing whatever you do. Take care.